0: Betches Media presents the Betches
1: Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello and welcome to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham, your new host, um, and I am here with a very special guest, the woman who... uh, created my beautiful engagement ring um and i would say a diamond expert jen Doppel. welcome jen hey
2: guys how are you <laughs> well really you can't answer but thanks for having me jordana i'm so happy to be here
1: of course um i'm so excited to have you on um, as a little background so i um you, my friend uh jen is friends with or not friends with jen is like sort of sort of related to yeah. my friend pam <laughs> Who, when I told I was looking at rings, she was like, "You basically like Pam is like my
2: wingman. i I have to start cutting her in on sales. I told her, so giving her right. Percent.
1: But <laughs> it's so funny because like, so tell me, um, is this is like a family business, right? Yeah.
2: So uh, it started with my great grandpa. Not to get too much into the history of it, but um. He uh, immigrated to the U.S. And, uh, and started the business in 1908. So his name was Usher, um, and he had four sons, all of which were also in the diamond business, you know, part of the legacy. Um, and then one of them had my dad and also uh, my first cousin. So we really – it's a, definitely a family business. We've been around for four generations. So um, it's definitely, definitely like, you know, the Doppelts – are, are uh, a family family thing, or family, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but we've been around and we, uh, you know, we take pride in that and it's, it's always been a passion for everyone, so.
1: Yeah, I feel like getting into the diamond industry is not something you just, like, do, like, now. Like, you kind of have to be
2: born yeah, into I,
1: it almost.
2: I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think, in a way, yes, because a lot of the families um, and a lot of the companies have been around for so long, um, and I think a lot of people tend to then, you know, work for their family and stuff like that. Um, but I guess at the same time, you know, with social media and everything, it's easier to kind of become a part, you know, all of these big media, Instagram, stuff like right. that, photographers, that, that kind of side of it. I, I guess it's easier to break into now because of, like I said, social media and technology. Um, but in regards to like really the old school, you know, diamond dealing wholesalers um, in the city, in the diamond district, and really around the world. Um, I think it's definitely a, my friend just accidentally joined the Zoom, I think. Um, um, I think it's definitely Welcome. a family business. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and it's definitely, you know, like something that stays in the family. Um, my right. brothers work in the business, you know, we share office, an office space with my cousins. So there's a lot of pride there, a lot of history.
1: So do you, did you kind of grow up just knowing all these facts about diamonds that no one else yeah, kinda, would have I any kinda, insight into?
2: I kind of grew up, you know, always seeing uh, different pieces that my dad would bring home and, you know, hearing about um, you know, different things that he was making, like all, all the newspapers and magazines and different things around my house always had doodles that my dad was doodling, you know, different ideas for, for pieces. Because really he, uh, as well as being a diamond dealer, is, you know, is a, is a designer. So we hand make all the pieces um, and we supply retail stores and auction houses as well as private sales. Um, so everything is really handmade, one-of-a-kind work. Um, and that's really been, you know, what we take pride in and what we, Like, will we continue to make and and really, you know, focus in on. um, But our thing also is, you know, we're not just here to, you know, sell diamonds and really like be a factory about it. Um, We, we, we look for the best cut. We look for the best, you know, the best make and, you know, the finest stones. And, you know, we're not just here to make a quick buck or, you know, sell an average diamond. Every, every stone is really handpicked and, and, and manufactured, you know, from the get go, it's, it's. Each individual stone is, you know, goes through a process. So,
1: right, yeah. I feel like, I mean, even just from like, it's funny because uh, I went with a friend when I was I was talking to my, my now fiance about getting engaged. I went with a friend to go like look at um, diamonds with you and like learn so much immediately. Um, yeah. When I knew not, I, I think when I first went went there, I was like, yeah, I want the circle. You, and you're like, you mean round? <laughs> That's yeah. That's not what yeah. they're called. Um. So, do do most people that you um, that you work with are they like coming? Is it men usually who are coming in, or is it women who are coming in, or they come in together? Like, what is the norm?
2: Um, for you're talking for an engagement, right? Yeah. Um, for an engagement, really, you know, sometimes a woman will come in either with you know a, a family member or a friend, um, and and really just like try on different, uh, options just to kind of get a feel for what she wants. Um, and then also more so of the time, um, the guy will come in and say, you know, my, my girlfriend showed me this. She sent me this picture, you know, she drunkenly admitted she wants this, you know, and he'll have an idea of, 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 you know, where her head's at, you know, and sometimes it's a matter of, you know, uh, obviously price point. Um, but sh- I'm sure that's, that's
1: a factor. Yeah. yeah. But
2: when, but when guys come in, they usually, you know, whether they come in alone or, or with, you know, their mom or anything like that, like they'll have, they'll have an idea what shape, um, whether it's between one or two different ones and obviously price point, And then, you know, our ballpark timeframe for when they want to, you know, have it done. And, um, you know obviously the easier clients are the ones who come in and say you know she wants uh a round stone i can spend this um you know and i trust you in regards to what i'm going to get um and we kind of guide them in regards to the you know the color and the clarity and where they should be um because you know obviously most girls want the biggest stone possible but uh, but like <laughs> i even was explaining to mike right. like i don't want you know we don't want to sacrifice quality um, so, we still want it to be a beautiful stone and a beautiful cut and something that we 're proud of and you know that we know you know is a good return on investment for you you know so we 're happy to right. buy back one day um and not just you know something that looks big but is really is you know not right. not the quality we 're proud of has so. no real
1: substance yeah exactly yeah um mm-hmm. that's uh okay okay so if, do you have do, do you have any like um non-heterosexual relationships that you work with? Like, how does that work? Who usually comes in for, for those um, like non-traditional? Yeah,
2: no, we've, definitely, we've definitely had a couple. Um, and the, the few that we've had um, have come in together. Um, I have two friends who are girls who uh, one wanted to surprise the other. So she came in alone, but she knew really what, um, what her girlfriend wanted. So it makes it easier. Um, and it really depends on, you know, from couple to couple, I think for the most part, um, there is some sort of discussion, whether it's, you know, in a heterosexual relationship or not, you know, I don't think that anyone is kind of, you know, coming in, buying a ring, and the person they're proposing to is like, we never even discussed marriage or what I would want at right. all. Maybe, I, you know, they don't want a ring all together. So I think for the most part, there's always a discussion, um, and whether the couple comes in together or, um, or alone, they, they have some sort of idea. And then, you know, we really guide them from there because, you know, you weren't you weren't the only person who comes in and, and doesn't know, you know, the the ins and outs of of you know and the logistics of it, you know. So right. really like people come in and they know the shape and then you know, we walk them through a little bit we educate them a little bit on color and on clarity, um and on what you know what things we, we don't wanna sacrifice in the stone and what things, you know, we can kind of sacrifice. So um it's really about just coming in with an
1: idea and then
2: letting us, you
1: know, kind of guide you
2: and and just communicating the whole time.
1: So for any listeners, like if there were you would say like when you're coming in, I would assume like the most important thing for you to have an idea of would be um like your budget and the general shape. Like is yes, that like
2: definitely. Um and then obviously time frame, but you know, we also as long as you're not on the way to city hall when you're, when you're coming in you know, there's always <laughs> usually time um, cause for the most part, you know, the rings done in seven to 10 days. Um, but so really I would say, yeah, the, the shape or at least one or two shapes um, and then the price range. And then really we can go from there because once you decide, you know, have an idea of those two factors um, we can really see what, you know, how big, how, how many carrots we can go for, um, and what matters more to one person than the next, because, you know, some people might want smaller and better quality. And some people, you know, like I said, want the biggest stone possible, but we still want to find them um, something that they'll be proud to wear. And, and, you know, that that is not just for show. So,
0: right. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. I was like,
1: do you feel like the, the pandemic has changed any like either spending patterns or like kind of like think, attitudes or the way that people buy these? Like, if, if- I think
2: ironically enough, you know, obviously um, I can only speak for our, like, our clientele uh, and the people that I deal with and, and obviously those, you know, friends in the business and stuff like that. But I think, you know, for the most part, really, ironically enough... Um, we've been doing, we've been doing very well. Um, And I think, I don't know if that's because people are, you know, just in the mindset that they want to get married and they, or they want to get engaged and it's something exciting. And, you know, the times are, unprecedented and why not, right. um, or what it is, or people are bored at home or whatever it may be. Cause you know, not even just with engagements, but with uh, other private sales. And like you said, you know, with auction houses and stuff like that and online sales, um, we've been doing really well. And I think it's just a matter of people having free time and people saying, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I can curse, but you know, F it, you like, can, why not You can definitely
1: curse okay, all cool. so just, like, so all like, you yeah. know, I
2: love it. And like, short, <laughs> I don't really know, you know, I think right. it's, it's really up to like, you know, you would have just as good ideas as I, I would, but, um, we, well, been I read,
1: of- yeah, I read that or like, I listened to some podcasts and a lot of people were saying that like, um, the pandemic is really like a relationship accelerator. So if it's like going yeah. bad, it's going to go bad faster. Totally. Um, and if it's going well, people are like spending a lot more time than they would have totally. um, otherwise. So if you're, I can see how like that a pandemic might push you to expedite like your relationship and just make you say like, why not now? One, we have like the time to like do it. Exactly. And also I now know what it's like to be around you. Yeah. Constantly. I realize I can tolerate
2: yeah. you. Um <laughs> and to a- and, and I'm sure there's probably been a lot of uh, sales that have fallen through for us based on people's relationships not working out because of the pandemic. But
1: oh yeah, um, do people ever come in and then you just never see them again?
2: Um, no, usually you know <laughs> they come in like well either you know they'll go somewhere else or they'll say we're not ready to buy. Um, but for the most part, um, we usually hopefully leave them happy and, and see them again. Usually people come in you know two to three times before they choose the stone. Um, but getting back to the like the you know the pandemic and it being a relationship accelerator, I think it's definitely you know been good for us because people, I don't know, people tend to move quicker and, and they spend more time and they're like you know I guess we're ready. Why not? Let's ha- let's do something exciting. You know times have been so bleak. So,
1: have you ever had someone who like you know proposed and then broke off an engagement and like. Came back and like tried to like yes yeah or return it.
2: (laughs) We've had a couple of those, Um, and that also goes back to you know us wanting to always sell the finest quality stones because you know if something happens and like a like a broken off engagement or or even down the line and you know 10 20 years like i told mike your fiance i was like you know when you if you if and when you come back and you want you know to trade in the stone for an even bigger stone you know we're going to want to buy back that yeah exactly <laughs> we're going to want to buy back that diamond And we're going to, you know, we're, we're not going to want to like lose money on that. We're going to be, we want to be happy to buy it back and, and even, you know, sometimes buy it back for more because the market's always obviously shifting and, you know, and that's really all I know about the market, but, um, in general, but you know, it it goes back to us not wanting to just sell something and then get rid of it ever, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. something that we're always happy to have. And that's why also, you know, we, with each sale we're not desperate to make the sale, you know, which is, you know, thank God, obviously, you know, we have a successful business, but also because, you know, the diamonds kind of sell themselves, you know, um, right. and, but we have had a couple people come back in on broken engagements. Um, and you know, we buy the stone back and usually it's, it's, it's right, you know, it's, it's right after they purchased it. So really they just get their money back. Um, and sometimes, you know, they'll come back a couple of years later and, you know, they either they're having money problems or they just, you know, want to sell their grandmother's old ring or whatever it may be. Um, and like I said, the market's always changing with diamonds. So, uh, whether or not they make money when we buy it back or lose a little money, it's really just, you know, depends on the time, but we always take stones back uh, when they're ours and we even buy, uh, diamonds back from people who didn't buy from us you know if right if you you know your grandmother had something from Tiffany and you know whatever it may be I think that's the beauty of diamonds because you know they never they never go out of style maybe the, the the type of band or the style of the ring but the actual physical diamond is you know is always worth something so
1: well um that well that's a good question just um going back to what you said about um the worth and how it fluctuates over time is it like is that something if i buy a diamond for whatever for you know ten thousand dollars today can i expect to pay can i expect to that it'll be worth more in like 20 or 30 years or not necessarily it's hard to say you know
2: with with colored diamonds so like um blue diamonds and pink diamonds um they've gone up a, a huge amount in price they've skyrocketed so um, what was maybe worth, you know, a couple hundred thousand 20 years ago could be a couple million. Oh, wow. today. So in regards to pinks and blue diamonds. Um, but when it comes to white stones, yeah, when it comes to white stones, which typically we sell for engagement, sometimes we'll do a yellow diamond, but mostly it's white stones. Um, it really, it really depends. It's, I, it's not for me to say, you know, there's, there's something called a list, which, um, the you know I won't get into the too much technical stuff, but it's basically what what you know people who deal diamonds go by in regards to pricing for white diamonds, um, and that fluctuates here and there. You know even every few months. Um, but thinking twenty years into the future, I don't know. Right. Uh, I was kind know, of surprised. Because technology and because it depends on you know almost luck and the economy and stuff like that. But for the most part you know diamonds really don't depreciate um if anything they appreciate but
1: mm-hmm. yeah i was kind of surprised that um thinking back to the like ben like jennifer lopez like huge pink diamond yes colored diamonds weren't like more of a thing after that because i, rem- I, I still remember that story it was like probably 15 years ago about like this huge pink I know. diamond
2: i know i think a lot of the time you know, pink diamonds, blue diamonds, they, they tend to be more of like a collector's item um, mm-hmm. because they are so valuable. So we see a lot of them in, uh, in you know, the Sudbys and the Christie's and the auction houses um, for people who kind of almost, it's like collecting art, you know, and, and it's and right. its investment. Um, and I think they're so valuable so much of the time that to wear a substantial size pink or blue diamond is almost almost risky, you know, but, but right. we do make a lot of jewelry um, that has colored stones sorry colored diamonds in them you know smaller stones or even bigger stones um that you know obviously the bigger the stone the more valuable the piece but um that that tends to be more with the earrings or or you know necklaces and stuff like that in regards to rings i think it's you know traditionally people buy white diamonds for the most part for engagements right um but you know we do sell a lot of yellow diamonds and and other colored diamonds to, to people who are, you know, just coming in and and want to buy, want to buy that, you know, just in their life that that that's what they're looking to purchase. Um, but I agree. I mean, I would love to be proposed to with a blue diamond. That'd be epic. If,
1: if if anyone is listening, you know, yes. If anyone is, listening. Yes. I'm sure you'll. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was, I always thought it was because the, for the color grade for a white diamond, like the further in you get, the further down, like, down the alphabet you get, the more yellow it gets. So that's, but that's not the same as a yellow diamond, I assume, like a just discolored white diamond. Correct? Right,
2: right. so for a yellow diamond, it's, it's you know, you, it starts at Y to Z in the alphabet, um, meaning like on the white color scale, it starts at D. And the further you go down the alphabet, the more yellowy tint you'll get in the diamond. Um, so once you get to Y to Z, the diamond is really like a light yellow. Um, and some of the time, even more than a light yellow, a darker, a darker yellow, which um, happens some of the time. Um, but then it goes to the fancy color diamond system, which is fancy light, and then just fancy yellow or fancy pink, whichever color it is. Uh, and then there's fancy intense, which is an even darker, like stronger color. Uh, And then there's Fancy Vivid, which is an even stronger color. So sometimes you see a Fancy Vivid Yellow Diamond. It almost looks a little bit um, orangey. It's a very, very strong yellow. Um, So, and the... stronger the color, the more expensive the stone. So right. um, it's really, and, and again, they are colors. So you could have like a fancy orangey yellow, and then it's kind of like an in-between. And you know, everything is graded by the GIA. Um, that's the Gemological Institute of America. Again, not to get too technical, but they basically call the shots um, in regards to what, you know, color grade a diamond gets, what clarity grade uh, and stuff like that. So they, they ultimately determine the prices because right. there's such a price drop uh, you know price difference between um, certain colors and stuff like that so you get one grade or you get the other grade and it's you know thousands of dollars on the line so
1: and the i mean that comes with the ring that we got obviously it comes with like a little booklet which you know is very it's fun exactly. to read because it's like it's own yeah, little like history packet yeah um, where it tells yes, you like yes, all about yes, yeah. the way that the GIA like grades everything, which I thought was like so interesting and also makes it feel like it does feel like you're buying like a piece of art that you're wearing um, because it also definitely, like you, get, you get all this information about it. Um, So what would you say like, yeah, definitely. Um, what would you say is a like a tip that you would have to like what's a, what's like a sign that you're being like ripped off if you're looking for for. If you're sh- shopping for a diamond, like what, what's the best way to ensure that you're not? I would say I have
2: friends. Totally, like um, I would say, probably is. Um, so I'll have friends send me, you know, Instagrams, and they'll say, "Oh, you know, this this company's saying that it's this big, and you know, why is it this cheap, and you know, stuff like that," and. So I would just say, again, to always be cautious and always to, you know, even get a second opinion. And, you know, I, I always encourage people to, to shop around, not just to, to see what they like, but to, to compare prices, you know, and, and you know, go to, go, obviously end up coming to us. But um, just, to, you know, to educate yourself and, and you know, you, you also want to be a smart shopper like you would be with anything else um, if you're getting a price like point or you know you're, you're being quoted a price that is significantly lower than you know a couple other places you compared to or what you've seen online you know right. it's kind of like oh unless it's a you know retailer compared to a wholesaler then obviously there's gonna be a difference but um, you know you want to look at the gia certificate you want to you know look at the cut and the and you really want to you know, you want you want to trust the person you're going to. So that's why you know we're so we're so conscious and, and proud of our of our legacy and our tradition because we really do only sell the finest diamonds and and we you know we treat every sale as its own individual you know project and, and as mm-hmm. if to you know to a fault. Like I'll tell my dad like it looks good, it's good. He's you know he treats everything as if he's selling, he's giving it to it's my mom. You know, right. which, yeah. exactly. So um, I would just say to you know educate yourself on the on the color scale and kind of just, you know, where the prices fall whenever you're, whenever you're in the market for a stone and, and, you know, don't go, don't go looking for a bargain as much as, you know, looking for a fair price. Right. Exactly, exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like, um, if it's one of those things where like, if it seems like it's too good to be true, like it probably is. Exactly. Definitely.
2: <laughs> I mean, kind of like anything else, you know, if I, if I'm walking down the street and. And I see, you know, a BMW and they're offering it for a couple thousand dollars. I'm like, all right, what's, what's up with what's this? What's wrong with it? Right? Yeah, how many <laughs> miles around this car? Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, so like, what do you feel like is like the, the most like trendy thing happening now with rings that wasn't really a thing before? I think a or lot even of- with, Or even with wedding bands too. Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people um, or girls these days love the look of, you know, just a single stone, Um, how your ring is, you know, just individual with no side stones. Um, We do make, you know, bigger rings, you know, big yellow radiance and big white radiance that have side stones, which are known as three stone rings. So there's trapezoids on each side, stuff like that. Um, But I think three stone rings, you know, as much as they're still being bought and people still love them, I think, I think it's trendy now to have, you know, rings that are just, just the one stone and, you know, or a halo where it's just the one stone up on a, up on a, up in a setting with, with diamonds around it and kind of just simplicity. Um, And I think, you know, back in the day or, or however, you know, 20 years ago or whatever it is, people liked, you know, bulkier, showier, um, you know, more like extensive pieces. And now it's kind of, it's kind of as much as, you know, people love a big stone, they, they want to have something that they can wear every day comfortably and that they can wear, you know, they can dress it up or dress it down. Um, and I think simplicity is is kind of co- like it kind of goes with elegance these days. Um, and, I, and I think people like that because it, I agree are, with that.
1: Yeah, personally. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> definitely. You know, you don't want you don't want something to, to look tacky or to look like it's, you know, just a big glob on your hand, you know, you want it to look simple and, uh, or you want it to look elegant, you know, and you want it to look like you'll, you'll want to wear it in 10 years, not, not be like, right. I don't want this
1: anymore. You know? I agree. You want it to be like tasteful. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to give you some, we're going to throw some audience questions your way from the listeners who we, we said, you're going to, we're going to be on the um, podcast. So I'll, I'll ask some of their right. questions. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Amazing. Okay, so someone says my fiance custom designed my engagement ring with no input from me. What do I do if I don't like it?
2: I would, well, she already knows that he's customizing it, but he won't tell her what's going on. I guess I'm asking maybe you a she, question or the question. Maybe video.
1: she's like he wants to design it. He wants to pick it himself, but she's like worried she's right. not gonna like it.
2: I think. Uh, I mean, I if I were her, I would say. You know, I, I want you to feel like you're doing this for me. Obviously, you are doing this for me, and if you want it to be a surprise, like, you know, I, I'm I'm excited and I'm only grateful. But I think she should try to at least, you know, tell him what shape or you know what right. what look she's going for. At least show show him a picture of an example of a ring that she that she likes. You know, just so that he's not stabbing in the dark. Um, but I assume that. She hopefully dropped a couple hints about what she's looking for, Um, and if she doesn't, if she doesn't like it, then you know, hopefully she likes the shape, and we could always change the setting, or the jeweler could always change the setting. Um, And otherwise, just I guess fake your reaction because it's nice that he's getting it all together.
1: Right, fake fake, fake the reaction and then secretly bring it back in. Exactly, exactly. Sell it it on eBay, yeah. Um and then do you does anyone ever ask you like how much should I spend on an engagement ring, or like what is like the act like i I assume like it 's kind of a i feel like it 's a kind of business where like people are not like talking that openly about how much they 're spending obviously like to you they would be, but i'm yes because it 's not like so widely talked about and everyone probably has such a different budget like how totally. people ask you like time, how much though. should I be spending
2: yeah it 's definitely a little bit you know like. I joke like I have patient uh, doctor confidentiality, like I <laughs> um, but I think people, uh, yeah, I more so I'll have friends say, you know, what is the average guy spending, you know, um, as opposed to guys coming in and saying, what should I spend? Because really, they kind of know what they can spend, you know, right. or they know, you know, or, or they're they're asking how big of a stone can I get for this price range? You know, they have at least some sort of range. No one's really coming in and saying like, you know, I could spend anywhere from 10 to 50,000. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of like looking for an apartment. You know, you have your idea of, you know, what things cost and what you can spend. Um, Right. So I think, um, but when it comes to, you know, like friends asking me or just people saying, you know, what's the average, you know, number that people spend, It it really depends because if you're talking about the people that we sell to, for the most part, you know, it's going to be a higher number than just the general public. Right.
1: The average American. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that, like, the average American spends, like, $5,000 or something on an engagement ring, which I assume for New York City is, like, pretty low. Right. Um, But, I mean, it's kind of like – I think – I mean, there used to be that rule. I think that's a rumored rule that's not really true about like the three times your paycheck, right? Yeah, like yeah, three yeah. months' salary or something like that. I remember the uh, there was like an office yeah, episode yeah, where yeah. he's like, "The ring's enormous," and he's like, "Yeah, it's three years' yes, salary. Yes. That's the rule." Um, yes, I think that's yes, a little yes, outdated. Yes. Do you do you agree with that? I don't. I think that's like a little bit of like a marketing definitely, campaign thing.
2: Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's definitely outdated, and I think also people have different priorities. You know, some people, you know, the girl is not looking for such a big ring. It's more just, you know, she wants something from Simple. from her partner, and she wants something that she's gonna, you know, be happy to wear, um, regardless of the size. And obviously, everyone has different financial situations. Um, so really, I think it comes down to, you know, what you're what you're able to spend um, and comfortably, um, and just finding something beautiful for you within that budget. Cause we really, we, well, we sell engagement rings and other rings and earrings and stuff like that for, for a thousand dollars or, or even, you know, a couple hundred, whatever it may be, you know, we can, we can accommodate the customer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then we sell things, you know, up into, you know, however much, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, you know what I mean? But anything under a carat is still going to be beautiful. And anything over 10, 20 carats is still going to be beautiful. It's really just preference and what you're able to spend. And, and it's, it's never, you know, we're never sacrificing the beauty of, of the ring for, right. for the size or for the cost, because it, it just depends on the person, you know,
1: that's a great attitude to have towards it. Yeah. I think. And I mean, I, I read online that like, a lot of the times the more you spend on a ring, like the more likely the relationship is not going to work out. And I think that's true mostly in cases where like the couple or the, the guy or the couple is spending more than like their means or more than they're able to Yeah. yeah, because that creates all this like financial stress. So I think the important thing to remember is like probably not to spend more than like would give you like, a lot of financial anxiety or financial Of course, financial yeah. and that's that number is obviously different for every single person, but I feel like that would be the rule of thumb. Like if I'm, if I'm spending so much money on this, that it's like going to give me like a lot of financial, it's going to put me in like debt. That's yeah. probably a good way to find out if you're spending too much. Yes. Um, I
2: agree. I think that, and I think that if the guy is looking to do that or feels the need to do that, then I think there's something wrong with the relationship, you know, that goes deeper than that you know if he's looking to overcompensate like that um so i think you know you, you always want to be proud of what you're giving but sometimes you have to remind the client that you know it's going to be beautiful like i keep repeating um and you don't have to break the bank in order to get there we could we could cut corners somewhere else you know when making a ring to to fit your budget so
1: okay this one's about uh, ring maintenance. Um, what's the best way to clean your ring at home? Good question. Um, they sell things online,
2: like um, different cleaners that that you know you could just order on Amazon, type of thing. Um, and some work, some don't. Um, but there are a couple different steamers. I'm blanking on the the name of the one that my cousins use. My cousin Sammy, who I think is about your age, she's she's the queen of of cleaning, and I and I. I would have to ask her the name of the steamer that she recommends to customers, because I'm blanking. Um, but when, we, you know, when, you, when you buy a ring from us, if you want to bring it in, drop it off, it takes you know, five minutes and we soak it in our ultrasound and we steam it under our machines that obviously you know, the, uh, the average person's not going to
1: have. Like the deep um, plating, but when it comes yeah. To
2: the, Exactly, yeah, So like when you go to the dentist. But for everyday right. brushing your teeth, um, actually using a toothbrush and you, just with soap and water is, is very helpful. Um, oh, cool! and just like using it as if you'd scrub your retainer, you know, so,
1: um, and so, but, yeah, so basically like how often would you, would you recommend getting it like the deep clean jewelry, like you're uh, bring it like, back into where you got it?
2: Yeah. You know, maybe three times a year, or twice a year. Um, you know, you're not going to go out of your way and drive hours to come do so, but more so if you're in the city or if you know you're going to be, you know, drop it by and do a few errands um, then, you know, it, it's always nice to have it clean and, and sparkly, or if you're coming in for something else, um, mm-hmm. might as well. Um, but really we don't have anyone coming in more than that,
1: just to. Right. Do, like, someone with like, clean. who's like very compulsive about. <laughs> I would exactly. Imagine. Exactly. Um, yes. Okay. Um, someone says, how do you pair engagement rings with wedding bands? Is there like certain styles that you sort of like use to complement? They used to complement each other um
2: i think when it comes to you know you pick the obviously the engagement first um and i think once you have that shape um diamonds have different brilliance you know meaning a round stone looks more like a look like crushed ice uh an emerald cut looks more like windowy and you know piece of glass and i'm kind of speaking gibberish but um if you look at the different diamonds certain stones reflect the light in different ways so um, really, when you're buying a wedding band, you want the brilliance to typically match um, the engagement ring, the brilliance of the engagement ring stone. So um, let's say if I'm buying and, you know, if I have an emerald cut band, you know, I can wear that really with any with any engagement ring st- uh, choice. Like it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. There's no rule of thumb, but, but when it comes to, you know, having a round stone, a lot of the time people will choose a round stone band to go with it because it kind of matches the brilliance. Um, but again, okay. kind of just speaking to my personal preference, you know, to have the, have the matching on your hand, you know, because you're wearing it at the same yeah. time. But if you're wearing it, you know, one and one or you're taking the other off sometimes, it's not, you know, it's not, it's really up to you. Um, there's no real rule of thumb. I think you just, once you have the engagement ring, you can try on different styles and try on different stones um, and, you know, see what you like, how you, how one complements the other.
1: So. Okay. Um, yeah, I assume like your, whatever jewelry you have will give their like recommendations and you can try on a bunch of different to see like how they look and if you like that look or don't like that exactly, look. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so my last question, I know you don't, I don't think that you guys do, um, sell moissanite, right? No, we don't, we don't. Right. Um, but someone did ask, like, how do you feel about Lab grown diamonds, um, and or what about moist night? Um, and like just basically thoughts on like alternative diamonds,
2: you know, like it it depends on you know which take I how I how I answer the question. Like part of me wants to joke and say, you know, I hate like I hate them, like you know, it's ruining (laughs) the business and just like stay away. Um, and then but at the same time, it's you know, if it's some people can't afford diamonds or some people, you know can't afford the diamond that they like. And, you know, I'm not, we're not gonna start like hating on different kinds of, you know, alternate ways of getting engaged or wearing diamonds or anything like that, because really they're never gonna replace diamonds. Um, But I think that, you know, diamonds will always be the original, like they'll always be the OG, they'll always be um, the most sought after. And they'll always, you know, they're, they're in a league of their own. So I I don't think that something like moissanite is going to ever, you know, like I said, replace diamonds or, or right. even. But, you know, it, it definitely could take away from sales or, you know, could drive people to, to, you know, buy lab-grown diamonds because of price or because of, you know, convenience or whatever it may be. Um, but really, it doesn't really affect us on a day-to-day basis, so.
1: Right. I would imagine. I mean, it seems like it's just like another option of like something it's exactly. just not, I mean, I read that like the way that you can actually tell a diamond is real is about the fact that like it does, it's not like perfectly like, like colored, like Right. Like yeah. a moist it, night it would be, right. Yeah,
2: exactly. So you can kind of tell, well, I mean, like anything else that you, you'll, if you take a loop to it or, you know, even look cl- closely under good light, you'll be able to tell, uh, especially if you're somewhat well versed in on the subject. But um I think, you know, that definitely is true. When you look at a diamond, it's not going to look 100% perfect in every single way. And it's going to look different in different lighting and different from different angles. And, you know, it's not it's, you know, it's dug up from the ground at the end of the day. So it's not uh like grown in a lab and and exactly perfect. So right. And I think, and I think easier, but,
1: uh, to me, it kind of like, it makes me think of, like, things like, you know, you have, like, a a, Christ- a synthetic Christmas tree versus, like, a real Christmas tree. Like, one is, like, you know, it's not exactly. bad to have yeah. one or the other, but it kind of, like, it depends how much you value, like, the, you know, the natural, like, the the idea totally. of, like, having something that's natural or feeling more authentic, not that one's better than the other. But, like, there's trade-offs, obviously, yeah. with, like, each one. One would be, like, price, and the other one is probably, like, the feeling that you really have something that's, like... Totally. And also, like you you said, like art. Yes.
2: And also when you buy a diamond, you know, you, it's, there's, there's an equity there. There's, there's, you're, you're getting your money's worth hopefully at least from us. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, it's an investment and it's something that's, you know, worth something and it'll always be worth something. Um, And when you buy a lab grown diamond or moissanite, something like that, um, there really is no value there. And it's not, it's not as though you're going to ever, you know, see it see the value grow or, or really have any future benefit from buying it. It's 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 not an investment or it's not uh it's not a smart investment, I should say.
1: Okay. I could I could agree with that. Um uh, yeah. that's pretty much all of our questions. Um and we're gonna end with like a game that we started playing. It's called like empty altar. Basically you are supposed to get married you're supposed to walk down this is betcha's bride so like you're about to walk down the aisle and you find this thing out about your partner like are you still walking down or are you not okay
2: oh my god i love this game we should just play this the whole time yeah Yeah, oh my god
1: so you're about to you're about to walk down the aisle and you find out that um his grandfather was a notorious serial killer Ooh. like son of sam Mm -hmm. okay and it's his grandfather there's no like half
2: situation it's like his his mom or dad's full on dad.
1: he didn't tell you you find this out you're you're all in the dress you're about to walk but his parents are
2: normal like they didn't get the gene for what you uh, what you know um no i'm still walking down i'm kind of fascinated i want to hear all about it i'm honestly pissed that they kept it from me because I'm like fucking obsessed with serial killers. I'm gonna You'd lose all like, the sales that this I. This would be me. like
1: a a positive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, like oh, yeah. I'm like yeah, I'm sprinting down the aisle. Okay. <laughs> Just to hear um, about it. But but parent, okay. I don't know. I'd still walk. Pa- I right. That, I Parents about a little program.
1: like this person raised raised them. Yeah, like, what? and also I didn't right. read
2: about it. Like usually Google. Uh, yeah, that's
1: that's a different game. Yeah, maybe they changed their name. Who knows? It's smart. Um, yeah. I could agree. I mean. I don't know. I feel like that would be like a fact I'd really want to know before marrying. I'd have to, like, definitely. I wouldn't have time to do the research, but it's also like, it's funny because, like, the more into wedding planning you get, like, the more you see how much everything costs, and you're like, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind like of like growing up. This. Like, I didn't know that, like,
2: you know, toilet paper to- costs so much. It's like, it's right. like, it's like the more you have to do something, it's like you realize things aren't free, you know? Um, that's hilarious. I think. I would be weirded out that I didn't know, but definitely. I think I'd st- I
1: think I'd still walk down, but like yeah. it would be a weird yeah. wedding night. Yes. Um, so they um, okay. Let's we'll do another one. You you're about to walk down, and then they tell you, you you find out right before you walk down the aisle that the the wedding ring that they had presented to you as like um, a real or the wedding the the engagement ring they presented is like a a real diamond is not, they like lied to you. Okay. And you know you're for a fact like a, that
2: this is a reliable source?
1: Yeah, basically they, t- they tell you like, this is actually costume jewelry. Like I didn't like, I mean, you would probably, you'd know, cause you're in the business. I know. Like, but if, yeah, it, yeah, if it was me, yeah, I, I might blind not.
2: Eye. <laughs> I, I turned a blind eye. Um, <laughs> I I think I'd still walk and maybe I'm just, I down the aisle. I, maybe I'm just a forgiving person. I don't even know if I am, I guess I kind of am. Um, but I would assume that, uh, you know, if that was the case and they were admitting it to me then that they just, you know, they were embarrassed and they, they wanted to make me happy and they, they just, you know, they don't want to let me down and they felt pressured. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, unless it's something like malicious, um, I think I'm still walking down, especially cause like, you know, the, everyone's there already, it'd just be really like anticlimactic to. Right. And then can you imagine everyone down, hearing
1: like, that, that you left because yeah. your ring yeah, wasn't nice everyone enough? Yeah, that everyone's
2: judging me because I left because of the ring. It's just, it's not good PR, really, is the only reason why I'd go through with it.
1: I agree. <laughs> I think, um, I, I would go through with it. it would be, I think the most annoying part of that, again, would be that they, like, lied. The lie, exactly. So what's behind the lie? Like, the insecurity mm-hmm. behind the lie. We'd have to go to some counseling, yeah. but I would, I would still walk down. Yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs>
2: we would still okay. have the party but then the next morning we would head
1: to counseling okay so you're about to walk down the aisle and they tell you that they have slept with one of their with one of the bridesmaids but it was before you were dating but they didn't tell you it was like one of your one of your friends who's a bridesmaid oh and my
2: obviously my friend hadn't
1: told me that's also annoying when yeah. do they do it or i don't have that <laughs> she's maybe she's not walking down the aisle. yeah okay but so it was like fr- before you, before you before you met Yeah, Yeah.
2: no, she's out. Yeah, no, no, she's (laughs) on. Um, She'll be escorted. Um, Okay, but it's before I knew him or her or either of them?
1: Yeah. Well, no, no, you knew knew her. You knew her, but like. Okay, but it was, okay. Yeah.
2: But it was before I, all right. Um, nah, I'm still walking down. I'm just kind of like, what's the deal? Why didn't you guys tell me, that's like, that's fucking weird. I'm like, I'm annoyed. That one I would be, I guess, the most annoyed but if, you know, it depends also on the circumstances, like, you know, were there feelings involved? You know, was it a date? Like I would know. I, I, I would need to know more. Details.
1: I agree. Yeah, with I that. need the context. I'm just imagining. But, Cause like you'd still go and I, I've you're, you're like, I agree with what you're saying, but you'd be like really annoyed. I'm just imagining like reading your vows, like while annoyed, like, <laughs> like what's the tone? Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like, yeah, just like angrily, like we will spend the rest of our lives together just like pissed off reading these (laughs) romantic vows.
1: I promise to uh, not freak out at you until after this. Yeah. That's also true. Like, is it a friend who like kind of sleeps with like everyone? Is it like kind of, and she forgot.
2: Yeah, you know, like if it's my friend Nora, then I'm not really surprised, (laughs) you know, she gets around. But if it's my friend Joyce, then I'm like, what's the deal? You know, it it would really depend on the context. I'd almost be proud of Joyce
1: so i agree I, I would need to know more as well but that's our episode thank you so much for coming on um i think i learned a lot even in this and i i hope our listeners did too and where can they where can they find both doppel diamonds and yourself to follow you and just to, as a as a totally separate from the diamond industry thing jen posts the funniest instagram videos um they're like really funny they're I really like the wigs because it really puts you in character. Um, so check out her personal yes, Instagram yes, and yes. check out the Doppelt Diamond Instagrams. Where can they, where can they find you?
2: Um, so you guys can find Doppel Diamonds, just how it sounds. Doppelt, D-O-P-P-E-L-T, Diamonds. Um, that's the handle it's called, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys can find me after work being a little bit unhinged uh, on my personal account, Jen Exotic, J-E-N-E-X-O-T-I-C. Not to be confused with Joe Exotic. He's a distant cousin. So The,
1: Just the, better exo- the, exo- the whole exotic family. Yeah.
2: But not incarcerated. Incarcerated? Incarcerated? Yeah. Incarcerated.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to end this the way Sammy, who was hosting this before, has told me to. Until, until something better comes along. Till death do us part. Bye.
0: <laughs> Betches.